Hello and welcome to the Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith. And um, the Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who've had an association with the Oshkosh or surrounding Fox Cities area. Kosh listeners, how are you doing out there? It is once again a wonderful day. I am excited, so excited to be here with you. Um, you know, let me give you my my normal weather report that I always like to give, so you can you can tune into it today. There is no sun. I hate a day where there is no sun. Like sun is too important. Like uh, sun makes your mood. Sun makes your day. I need sun, but you know what? I don't have rain, so I'll take it with no sun. Uh, as long as I'm not out here getting wet, so I'm I'm all right with that. All right. So once again. Once again, you know what I'm about to say. I have a pretty amazing guest this week. Uh, I'm very excited to talk to this guest. And um, as the episode progresses, I think you'll understand why. Um, He is a brethren. He's a brethren out here in this field doing these things. Um, But we're going to get a chance to talk about that. All right. So without further ado... This week's guest is David Kelso. David, did I say that right? Of course. Huh? Kelso. Kelso. See? Kelso. All right. Kelso. Yeah, it's just like that 70s show or Scrubs, if you've seen those at all. They have the, the iconic Kelso characters. It is spelled a little bit different. So I have been called Calzone or Coleslaw before, um, but <laughs> no, Kelso. Yeah. Uh, people coleslaw? find a way to... Re- Coleslaw, yep, really? coleslaw. Oh my god, mm-hmm. that's hilarious. I mean, I'm, my family is German, so it kind of makes sense, you know, little little coleslaw. Okay, uh, yeah. So David David Kelso, and uh, and just so you know, this makes you in a long line of traditional guests whose names I've slaughtered. So if anything, it's to be celebrated. It is part of you're what continuing the trend. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's what happens. I'm a part of the times. tradition now. You are. Yeah. You are legit <laughs> official official. Okay, we're going to jump in at this time. Um, David, can you please share a little something about yourself and what is your connection to the uh, the Kosh or the surrounding Fox Cities area? Yeah, so my name is David Kelso. I currently work for a technology company up here in the Appleton area. I live with my wife, uh, happily living in an apartment for now, but in my free time, I like to uh, talk about podcasts, create podcasts, edit people's podcasts, produce podcasts. I'm a freelance podcast producer on the side, uh, and I also helped co-found the Appleton Podcast Co-op. All of that sort of funneling back to helping people be able to tell a good story and to be able to share their own voice, not needing you know media out there to be able to tell your, your story for you. You can, you can tell your own story. So uh, that's kind of a little bit in brief the long path that I could go down about what I what I do and everything else. But wait a, wait a I'll minute. leave you it there. You ain't got to be short. We on the cash. We 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 talk about things. <laughs> you do not have to be short about it. And, uh, so here's my follow up question: How long have you been in the okay. region? Um, how yeah. long have you lived in the area? Um, yeah. Yeah, so my connection to Oshkosh specifically 
is my wife is from Oshkosh. She grew up there. Uh, we've known each other for 10 years. We actually met at a concert up here in Appleton at the Kimberly High School. Wait, what was from, that concert? Uh, what concert was it at? Uh, Power of One is put on by Life Promotions, same people who do Life Fest. Right. So we met met in the parking lot there. Um, so I'm kind of familiar with this area, uh, not as much as the people that obviously have lived here forever, like my wife. But we settled in in uh, Appleton about four years ago after we graduated college. Uh, and really haven't looked back. Enjoyed living in my mother-in-law's basement in Oshkosh for about four months. And then, sorry, Sherry, I had to get out of there, uh, <laughs> get my own, get our own place. Um, and I've sort of, I've lived a little bit in every single part all the way from uh, De Pere and at the top of the valley all the way down to Oshkosh and sort of settled right in between in Appleton. So uh, currently loving it. Love the whole valley, though. I think we have a lot to offer up here in northeast Wisconsin. I couldn't agree more. It is a fantastic place to be, and uh, that's why I'm here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into that first segment. The first segment is called What in the World is Going On With? This is your opportunity to say what you got to say. Just start with the phrase, what in the world is going on with? What in the world is going on with the lack of cooking classes available to the public in the Valley? I I don't know. Do you like to cook, Timber? Look, I'm gifted. I'm I'm specifically gifted in certain areas. In other words, I got two. Okay. Outside mm-hmm. grilling and smoking and an instant Grill master. Yeah, that's right. If it's the, if it's a if it's an instapot recipe, I'm about that life. Oh yes. I love the instant pot. It can do so much. It's very versatile. It's not a little unitasker. And then the grill is also just the the flavor town right there is where I, I, I totally on board with that. I got into smoking because I was gifted a smoker from my father-in-law. <laughs> oh, you know what? And he I was really, like, oh. He really likes you then. You know what? That's the thing. Yeah. If a man gifts you, especially a father-in-law, a smoker, he likes you. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, hold, hold your horses, though. It was uh, like an old-school charcoal smoker. It's not like any of the new fancy ones where it's like Bluetooth connected. It's like you got to be in the pit watching the charcoal the whole entire time, uh, which I enjoy doing. I also, you know, it gives me a chance to just sit there and read in the off time and, and watch it. But that's been a, a fun little recent uh, excursion of cooking. But anyways, back to my what in the world is going on with. Before the pandemic, there was a bunch of them that I had knew, known about but never had gone to yet just because I didn't have the time sort of finding my place in the in the valley here. Uh, but then after the pandemic, I didn't, I've seen that like none of them have resurfaced. There used to be one in Appleton, the Wire Whisk, I think, used to have some of them. The Ostop Resort went away with their cooking classes. There was a couple up in Green Bay that I knew about. People keep telling me I need to go to like the tech uh, or something. And I, I was like, I don't want like a full education. I want like a date night with my, that my wife and I can go learn how to cook a meal in person with like real people around us. Because, like, there's so many people out on YouTube doing that, and maybe that's why people are like, oh, it's too much work to get the food together and, you know, take the time out. And it's like, I just, if there is out, ones out there, let me know. Because, <laughs> because I want to, you know, take my wife on to a cooking class date, do some uh, 
some something like fr- traditional French cuisine or something, but have it be a, a little less, uh, I don't want to say sterile, because that's like, I feel like what I would find in a, at like the tech or something, uh, like an industrial kitchen, but like a, a grandma's home cooking kind of class. Uh-oh. You know? Uh-oh. Maybe there is a business meant to be made right there. Uh, but I feel you on that. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I didn't even know. Well, you know what? I feel like the um, the business that you mentioned before might have closed during COVID. The, yeah. The, the, the sil- was You said the silver whisk. Is that correct? Uh, the wire whisk. The wire it was whisk. over on Casa Loma across from the um, Fox Valley Mall. Oh, or Fox City's Mall. I don't know. We had we had a cooking store that was here that was at the uh, the outlet mall and that closed down, but and I may be oh. getting it confused. The one in Appleton may still be open. Hmm. I don't. If it's the same one, then they might be out of business, and then bad day because everyone's going to Amazon to get yeah. their cooking supplies. This is correct. I like that idea, but I'm not gonna lie. I don't think me and my wife could go do a cooking class together because we don't cook the same way. You know what? You know what cooking breaks down to me? It's really simple. It's two types Tell of me. people that cook. There are the people who wash their dishes as they cook, and the people who cook and eat and wash their dishes after it's all said and done. And that there can cause conflict. And let's just say that me and my <laughs> wife are not the same kind of cooking people. She is a, mm-hmm. she will literally snatch the spoon out of my hand and wash it. And I'll be like, I was just going <laughs> to stir that. And she'll say, well, just use it again. I was like, you're just going to have to wash it again. And she's like, I will. And I'm like, okay. But <laughs> okay. Me, I like to just wait to the very end. Let's cook it. Let's enjoy it. Let's eat it. And then let's clean it up. Which isn't as much yeah. fun, I will agree, because you do have the responsibility <laughs> when you're done. But I just want to, I want to be present in the cooking moment. That's how I'm going to explain yeah. it. I, I agree. I think that being there and then being able to enjoy the food as soon as it's like hot and ready and meant to be eaten. So you're not like, you know, oh, I got to clean these dishes. Sorry, we have to wait. I love, I love the dishes where it's like, okay, now it takes 10, 15 minutes to like simmer or finish up and then I can go clean like a dish or two as I'm, I'm finishing up that that cook over there and then I can come back to it and then you know then eat the meal with the family as it's happening there you go how wait let me just ask uh what kind of cook is your wife she is also a good cook she <laughs> is the leave the dishes till the next day kind of girl so she's um, in my tribe she's in my yeah. tribe bruh <laughs> I I usually come back to the dishes hopefully within the same day, the ones I forget. But there's been times where I'm not totally consistent. So if Lindsay listens to this and calls me out, I'm sorry. <laughs> but she is more of a baker. She prefers that side of stuff to do um, baked goods. But she is also very sort of, sort of a health nut. I don't know if she'd appreciate me calling her a nut, but she's a little bit of a health nut. So she is like, how much zucchini can we fit into this recipe? Or can we make these fries with rutabaga instead of potatoes? And I'm like, the Lord has blessed us with potatoes, babe. We just got to use the potatoes. You know what I've just learned is like when we go out to dinner, we going out to dinner. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. not, look, I can't go that healthy. Like, I'm trying to do better in life, but I don't want to go to that extreme. Now, I'm going to let the right. I'm going to let the rutabaga do what the rutabaga does. <laughs> not exist in my French fries. There you yes. go. That is exactly what I was thinking. All right. Um, yeah. Well, my, what's your where in the world? My what in the world is what in the world is going on with trying to buy an iPhone? Just buy a phone. Like, okay, so let me, uh, cash listeners, let me break this down to you. There's got to be a story behind oh, that. Oh, no, no. There's a, every week there is a serious story because, you know, and I got, I got to let people know. I got to let people know. So my thing gotta. is, my wife broke her iPhone. She broke the phone, right? And so mm-hmm. in that process, she was like, I'm going to get my own phone this time, right? Now, now, I'm the electronics person in the family. My job is to make sure that electronics are done properly and work effectively. And she was like, no, I'm buying my own phone. I was like, okay, you grown. You can buy your own phone. That works for me. So she went and ordered a phone from our, we do Verizon. So she jumped online Mm -hmm. and ordered a phone. Now I said, Hey, just so you know, it would probably be, it would probably be who you because you're going to want a phone sooner or later, because you know what you break a phone and then you don't realize how much stuff is on your phone and everything you do with your phone, right? So oh, yeah. in my mind, just knowing the person I've been married to for, for the last 25 years, um, that I was <laughs> like, you know, uh, you might want to get that in person. You know, we got a Verizon store here in the cash, and I was like, you might want to go pick that up, right? Um, yeah. And so she, but it was too late. She had ordered the phone online. So then she went back and was like, I want to, I, can we make that a pickup at our local store? And they go, sure, we need to cancel this order. So they went ahead and they canceled the order. Problem being no. is this, and here's what we learned. This, this is mm-hmm. a big problem. That the order goes immediately into transit, right? So they cancel right. it, but they can't cancel it until they receive the phone back now (laughs) we did this within hours so what they had to do was supposedly they had to ship it and then they had to wait for ups to send it back now Hmm. we're trying to tell them so of course that starts a whole thing right because there's events that were happening this weekend once again as as Time ticks. There's the understanding. Oh, my God. All my contacts are on my phone. I don't know anybody's phone number. Oh, my God. People are texting me and I can't respond to anything. It's all on my phone. Right. And so Uh we were frantic at this point. We were like, okay, we need to make this happen. So we call and we're like, hey, you know, can we not did not only did we call, we went to the store. We went to the store, Verizon store. and like, hey, can we just buy one now and then we'll return the one when it comes well no no you can't do that well why can't we do that well you, you can't because it's already it's it, if you buy a new one it has to be associated to a new line do you want a new line well, no i don't want a new line that ain't what i want i just i want a phone for the line that it does got a broken phone associated with it this other phone as you can see is canceled in the system we ain't receiving it. It's going back. 
Well, guess what? Nope. So huh. then, so then we, we, you know, I, I waited a day and I came up with the idea. I was like, you know what? I don't care. You know, I look happy wife, happy life. I'm like, we'll just pay for a phone. We should be able to just buy a phone. Right. And right. If I'm willing to pay full price, willing to pay for, can I just say that again? If I'm willing full price, full <laughs> price, right? Cause I was like, yeah. this phone thing working. So wife goes in, she says, Hey, can we just buy a phone full price? We're not trying to put it on no plan or nothing like this. Want an iPhone? Can we just buy it full price? Guess what? Nope. Couldn't do that either. <laughs> At this point, there's frustration that has sunk in in the house. I don't want to call it anger, but it was it was anger's cousin. Bruh. <laughs> Tension. Frustration. Anxiety. All right. So yeah, then, not necessarily directed at each other, but it just exists there and sort of boils up. Yes, yes, because we don't get it. Like we've been with Verizon for a really, really long time. They have had we mm-hmm. have five lines with Verizon. So that says right. work with us. Just work with us. We're trying to get a phone. You know the importance of having a phone. Just work with us, make something happen. But nonetheless, so finally, when my wife went into the Verizon store, who they do have high-level customer service. I'm not going to knock them because they're only being hampered by the policy. It is not their fault. Mm-hmm. They go, hey, why don't you go over to Best Buy and buy a phone? And my wife was like, okay, we can do that. So <laughs> she heads over to Best Buy and gets the Best Buy and, and explains the whole Wait, She's walking around with a shattered iPhone. Like it's all tore up and shattered. You could clearly see explains the whole scenario and just says, can we just buy a phone outright and we can connect it ourselves? Right. Cause I know how to switch a SIM card. I, that, that, that ain't rocket right. science. Yeah. Man. Apple's made it pretty streamlined. Yeah. 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 And you know, all we need, you know, we just need an Apple ID. We, we can make the things work, right. It all transfer over and they go, no, no, we can't sell you a phone because there is this policy with the carriers about if you, we need to connect it to a line, blah, 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 da, 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 right? But during this time period, my wife and the young person that was there at Best Buy, you know, there's conflict. There is a mm-hmm. conflict that occurs, not a serious, serious conflict, but enough for you to get at least a 15 minute story about what happened at the store. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen out there who have heard wife stories of this sort, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. So she comes home. I come home and she tells me the story. Right. And I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me go. Let me go. Let me. I'm going to go to the store. All right, so I head to the store, go to Best Buy. Now, the one here's the detail that I must tell. When she, the young lady she was dealing with, who took the time in the frustrated conversation, took the time to tell her, I've been working here for seven years, so you know, I think I know what I'm talking about. Right? But, and then walked away. Now, the one thing that my wife did notice was like, 
She then proceeded to pack up her stuff and she left left. So she was done. So you know what we caught? We caught the worker at the end of a shift. Mm. Guess who is not going to be a creative problem solver? At the end of the shift. At the end of the shift. They're not they are not working that hard. They are not trying that nope. hard. And they did not. So then I proceeded to go to Best Buy. And at this point, you ever have that conversation where it was like, I don't know how you're going to do something better than I did. I wouldn't talk to them already. I was like, just give me an opportunity. <laughs> give me an opportunity to make this work. Mm-hmm. So I head to Best Buy. And there is this young gentleman sitting there. And I, and I, and I said, hey. And I show him the phone. And I was like, look, man, we're going to have to figure this out. Because, you know, I got to get a phone for the wife. And, and, and life's not good until we solve this problem. And the young man looked at me and said, you know, I'm going to call somebody over that know a little bit more than me. And I was like, okay. I, that, look, I liked his attitude. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. And then guess what? Somebody came over that knew a little bit more than that gentleman. And I tell him the scenario. And he goes, you know... Does it have to be an iPhone? I was like, it needs to be an iPhone. That's what she's comfortable with. We're going to get an iPhone. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sure, but we, we, we sell unlocked phones. We may have an unlocked iPhone. I was like, that'll work. I was like, it ain't got to be new. We just talking about functioning iPhone. Let, yep. let it be a little bit old. Mm-hmm. A little bit old works, right? Does it make phone calls? Perfect. That's it. Is it functional? Functional. So mm-hmm. guess what he did? He called over another gentleman that knew just a little bit more than he knew. Uh-huh. I like this, right? So I got three gentlemen at this point, all of them understanding <laughs> the urgency of this scenario, right? We're all looking at each other. We're vibing. We're vibing very much. We're enjoying this conversation and we're saying, all right, problem solving. And guess what they did? They pulled up the inventory and he's like, guess what we got in stock? I was like, holla at me. Tell me about it. And he said, we got an Apple. Give it to me. We got an Apple iPhone XR. I was like, bingo, let's run with that. <laughs> bingo, let's run with that. It's a, it's wide open, right? Yeah. you can, I can go home and connect this right away. Yes. So, purchase this Apple iPhone XR. Now, number one, you already know there is always going to be a problem when you problem solve something that didn't get problem solved by the other individual. (laughs) Because, you know, it's the answer of how did you do that? Mm -hmm. Right. Because I wanted to say wizardry. (laughs) (laughs) but instead just keep asking that's right instead i just explained right time right place right gentleman so nonetheless got home hooked up the iphone so my at the end of the day and that was a long story but it needed to be told the way it was told at the end of the day what we really needed verizon don't make this so hard if somebody break their phone. It shouldn't be this hard. It did that, that's it. That's all I got. Look, there's a long story for a short answer. If I'm a longtime customer and I'm willing to pay full price for a phone, whether this phone is coming or not, let me buy the phone. 
that, 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 what's, <laughs> is that complex to you? What, what, what is complex about that? All right. They lost the sale because of it. And they made a, a, a talk about customer experience in my full-time job all the time. And the journey that you had to go on just to get a new phone was much more challenging than it needed to be. Yeah, facts. And they would probably pull back and right. be like, hey, you know what? You you ordered the phone and canceled it, so it's on you. But, you know, is it? Verizon, you are so big. <laughs> you have the power to do more than you think. Yeah. But I would like to send a personal shout out to the three gentlemen over at Best Buy that made it happen. The the young gentleman who was awesome, the, the gentleman that knew just a bit more than he did. And then finally, the wizard of the iPhone that helped me walk out with an iPhone. Kudos and shout out to all of y'all. Let me give a little applause to that. I appreciate y'all. Okay. Nice work, boy. We are on to the next segment. The next segment is word association. We always got one word that this is your opportunity. I'm going to say a word. You tell me what comes to your mind. Let's talk about it. Uh, first word we always like to kick it off with is food. Food. The first thing that comes to mind as at least when I was thinking about this earlier in relation to the Kosh is Polaris, my favorite, my wife and I's favorite breakfast restaurant, uh, sort of just off downtown in Oshkosh there. And we, a love collectivo coffee that comes uh, there. And then their, their cornmeal pancakes, uh, flapjacks, uh, Jack cakes. I don't know what they forget what they call them, but they're so crispy on the outside. And then soft and fluffy on the inside. It, it may be the perfect pancake, but I'm still on a quest to find more pancakes out there. So there's my answer, Polaris. That excites me, and I've never eaten there yet. Oh, I know. Look, it's pretty small inside, so you got to get there early. It gave me pause because here's the thing I know about it, and I know that the people mm-hmm. that go to it are loyal. Like super loyal. I feel like they got at least somebody named Gladys in there that uh, she goes there every day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't doubt that. And knows everybody else. (laughs) They're religious about the little fruit salad that they get before. They serve like a tiny little bowl of like, uh, it's like a grape uh, pecans and like a yogurt sauce, but it just comes together and, it's a great little starter to a meal, but I'm sure that there's tons of Gladys's out there and, and Shirley's that are going there every single morning because, you know, they just have forever. Oh, yes. I think I think I'm going to have to now I'm going to put that on the to do. That's that's on the to do. Uh, the, the, we're going to have to make that happen. That's going to have to happen. Do it. Right. I like that one. OK. Cocktail or beer. I'm going to say Field and Fire. Now, this one is a little bit out of the way of Oshkosh. This is out in Greenville, uh, west of Appleton up here. It was started by the guy that, um, by the bartender and owner of Ambassadors downtown Appleton and the chef cook of uh, Spat in Appleton. They went and started their own place, sort of off the beaten path. Um, but last time I was there, that was just the last cocktail that I remember being really, really good. They had a, what was it? it was blue, blue bourbon. It was like a blueberry bourbon cocktail. 
and with uh, uh, with muddled blueberries in it, and it was kind of reminded me of a, a sweeter old fashioned with bourbon. And I was like, I can get behind this. That was my my birthday dinner in May, and it, it's still in my head three months later. It's got to be something. Oh no, that that's that means that is a quality cocktail. If you've put that much mind time in it, that that says something right yep. there. Okay, I like that. I like that. All right, streaming, streaming. Now, the thing that my wife and I have been watching recently because we are a little bit of a true crime fanatics. Um, but only when we're together. It's like our driving show is we always find a good true crime show together. But for streaming lately, we've been watching only murders in the building. Oh, my Hulu. God. Yes. <laughs> I have strung a chord with you. I see Timber. Yes, that is that is the, my Friday. Come home from work. Happiness. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, but if you don't know what the show is about, it's about. <laughs> Three people in the Arconia, which is a super fancy uh, apartment complex in New York. And then all of a sudden, someone gets admitted. And these three people who happen to bond over a, another podcast together, podcast, decide to solve the murder and start a podcast of their own. And so it, it's on the second season right now, and it's getting very, very juicy <laughs> as we're coming up. I think it's the semi-finale. Uh, just released when we are talking about this right now. At least it sounds seems like it to me on the the that last episode. Um, uh, just but, don't just don't say nothing because I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> okay, I got yeah. I'm that's I'm leaving it at that. It it's a great show. It, if you love the Steve Martin Martin Short comedy that's come out in the past couple of years, I know they did a special on Netflix together. Um, they are hilariously great in both of their roles. Uh, Selena Gomez crushes it too, but I just love all of, they sort of take shots at podcasters and like podcast culture. I don't think it's a great representation of what podcasting is actually like on the ground level, but it's hilarious (laughs) and makes fun of like this American life and everyone else under the sun. I've got one more for this one too. If I can, if I can. So because I couldn't find another place for it when I was thinking about this, I was like, Oh, I got to talk about this one too. Um, you know, for, for streaming. So technically it's not just video. You can stream audio too in the podcast side of things. There's a great podcast that came out. I think it was earlier this year. It's called open and shut. Um, it's from Wisconsin Watch and WPR, but they dive deep into trying to understand like how the justice system works from like the DA's perspective in Wisconsin specifically. And so to take it even deeper, though, they went to a very specific DA, uh, Vince Eskubic, who used to be the DA for out of gaming county, and he did some sketchy things. Uh, and they were trying to figure out like what, how much power does like the district attorney actually have? And so with the, the primaries coming up in November and knowing that your vote matters, <laughs> I think this is a really good example of like um, taking a centralized view at like, what is our justice system actually doing and how is that um, through like, the voices of the people that were actually affected by it. They go back and they interview the, the people that uh, 
were uh, falsely incarcerated, right. that were actively incarcerated, and everything else in between. And I think that's the power of podcasts and and streaming anything really is being able to share those stories. I think podcasts can get a different uh, level of person on it because um, not everyone's comfortable with video. You can have people share their story uh, through a podcast format. I think is is awesome, and this is just one of those those examples so there's my other streaming word association okay can we get the name of that podcast again and uh kosh listeners we're gonna make sure that we put a link to this podcast because this seems fascinating what was the name of that yes it's called open and shut it's called from wisconsin watch and wisconsin public radio i will uh, send you the link afterwards all right, that sounds like the, we will have the link in the podcast notes. And guess what? I'm going to start listening to next week. Bingo! That's that what one. we're talking about. Got me too. Awesome. Okay, nice. Um, shop local. Shop local. Uh, one of my favorite places, especially for like little gifts and finding unique little knickknacks, even cards, uh, is Avenue Art on Northland Avenue in Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin obviously in Appleton. (laughs) It's just a neat little art shop. Uh, They do like picture frames and other stuff, but they have a little area in the front uh, showcasing some more, you know, know, unique arts, unique puzzles. Uh, And they, they change things up. I usually go around the holiday times to try and see, you know, what wonders I can find that I could, you know, call to me to give someone else is usually uh, a, like a little, um, I think I gave my sister-in-law a charcuterie board that they were sold there from a local craftsman. Um, and so that's just, that was what came to mind for, for shopping local. Okay. Um, diversity. Diversity. I am going to say food, I think, is the first word that comes to mind. I think I love the idea of breaking bread with someone to be able to bring together two, um, two cultures, two people of different walks of life, because I think food is something that ultimately everyone has to eat to live. And so having that, there's some level of commonality between eating food. And so inviting someone to, you don't necessarily need to go deep, but to eat with you, you know, there's all, there's going to be some level of sharing of stories and nostalgia uh, that comes from talking about food, being around food. Um, an example of that, my grandparents uh, had their celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary in, um, in Ireland. And we were going around sharing sort of just the memories of them Um and one that I shared was that I recently, there's this thing called Ezekiel bread it's in the frozen fruit section. It's like this grainy bread. And uh, I stood up and I was like, you know what? I recently, I just rediscovered this bread and my grandma used to make it for me um, with peanut butter on it. And I weeped in front of my family for some reason, but that's just like to demonstrate the power that food has in, in your memory. Um, and you know, being able to share those stories and come together, especially when it tastes amazing. Right. <laughs> so if you want, if you want to cross that culture, lead with your best food first. Don't be, don't like, for example, in German, 
My dad loves head cheese. Do you know what head cheese is, Timber? Oh, I, I grew up on head cheese. You grew up? I mean, because but, that, look, my dad, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it has to do with German folks, but that's a Southern delicacy. Is it? Okay. I thought it, I'm pretty sure my dad, or at least the German way of making it is like uh, jello with like organs and everything else in it. And it's like, like brains. And, and it's not, not a great starter food, but it's something that, you know, further down the line, once you're more interested in the German culture, but, you know, start out with like what's called Rolatten, which is they just pound out beef or veal and they put an onion and a, um, a pickle in it. And then they smother, smother it in its own gravy for like four hours. And it is amazingly delicious. But I mean, beyond that, I've, uh, there's just so much ways I think that food can bring people together for in-person storytelling and community building to go off your next one too, because I didn't come up with a word for that. And so I just repeated food again for community as well. Cause yeah. I think there's, you know, the need of, you know, a potluck of, Hey, we got free food. Everyone come together. So I, I think that I, I love it. I love what you're saying, and I, I live by that philosophy. I feel like food is the great common denominator. Yeah. And so, like, it doesn't matter who you are. So, you know what I just learned in this segment is that your dad with the German background and my dad with a Mississippi background could probably yeah. sit down with some hoghead cheese and some saltine crackers and a bottle yes, of hot sir. sauce and get it in. And they would be good with each other. And they would be like, yeah. And who knew, who knew like that, that could be a connection point. The great right. common denominator. I, I couldn't agree more when you break bread with somebody, there is just the ability <laughs> to see, uh, to humanize them, to respect them and to bond with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta eat too. You're not Superman. Right? Facts. Superman need to eat food. I don't know. I, I believe Maybe that's so. I do. You know, I'm going to have to go back and watch some of these Marvel or some of these DC things and see. <laughs> yeah. We'll find out. I just yeah. feel like he just eats the, he just, gets all of his energy from the sun, if I recall. So he doesn't need to, but we're human. We're not super, we're not Krypton. Yeah. But uh, speaking of the food, there's an Appleton diversity uh, food walk, diversity cuisine walk coming up yes. in the next couple of months. I believe it's on. Uh, it's, it's next uh, month. And October. No, nope, September 10th. Yeah. It's, it's in September. Because I have to work a wedding. And it's the same weekend as rhythms of the world. So it's going to happen like right after Rhythms of the World, if I am correct. I'll be there. Love it. I have to work a wedding, unfortunately. So I might stop by for like an hour, but then I have to go celebrate some love. Hey, fantastic. All right. And uh, that was really, really good. I love that. All right. We're going to jump into the next segment. Um, The next segment is... The Kosh Hidden Gems. And in this case, we will make it the Fox City's Hidden Gems. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> this is this is your opportunity to tell us something in the Fox Cities um, that somebody may you may not know about. Or it could be something about something that everybody knows about, but they may not know this particular detail about what they do. 
Mm. I think I have the perfect place for you. And guess what? It's around Uh-oh. food. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I like those places. Those places make well, me happy. This one is to, is to satisfy your sweet tooth. If uh, you go, as you're heading north to Moshkosh, you're going to take the Wisconsin exit. You're going to go past Wilmer Chocolate and a little bit down, uh, just another block down. And there's this place. You're going to see the bright, colorful sign for it before anything else. It's called Frio. It's the Mexican frozen treat. They have the best summer dessert you will ever taste. Mm. Let me tell you why. They have amazing Mexican-influenced sundaes that also have churros with them. So it's just like you can use the churro to soak up all of that fantastic vanilla Mexican ice cream and scoop it into your mouth. And it is, you know, my wife and I went there probably one too many times last summer. We've tried to hold it back a little bit because, you know, too much ice cream is is too much ice cream sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But the the family that runs it is so awesome. I believe uh, from what I've briefly talked to them, they run, they go down to Mexico and like actually return home to visit family in Mexico during the winter and then come back and run the store during the summer. So it's like, you can't get any more authentic than, than that. Like they, they deliver great ice cream. Um, they have like savory stuff too, like street corn. I just haven't had that yet because the ice cream too good. Okay. <laughs> so check them out. Frio frozen treats. Um, when you walk in, it's kind of the, the floor must have been carpeted previously. This is my only, my only like, this is why I think it's more of a hidden gem. The floor is kind of still sticky from like carpet residue. So your feet will kind of like, whoosh, as you walk through but you know people you know someone's got to walk through and get that all off the floor eventually so you'll just you, the ice cream is worth it well, what i'm going to say is the best food places that are super authentic have quirks it all uh, they yeah. always have a quirk and you know what if a sticky floor is the quirk I'm still about that life. I'm going there. Look, I'm putting that on the to-do list. We will uh, let's let's make sure that we get a link for that. Also, we're going to put a link for the for Frios. Is that correct? Yep. Uh, into the podcast notes. All right. Love it. Love it. Okay. What's the Fox City's need? <sighs> this one is a soapbox I could get on for a while, but I think it needs more independent journalism. Mm. And I think you talked to the, oh, I think the name doesn't come to my mind, but Karen, she runs Karen, Sasha, Karen, Karen with Nina news. Yes. Local independent media that covers the topics that are actually important to people. <laughs> and yes. as much as I love that, Northwestern media, the post Crescent and everyone else that's just USA today, regurgitated content just spits out all of the deaths and fires and everything else in between. It, it just makes it so much of a challenge to search for the things that matter when it comes to, you know, there's voting coming up. What do these people stand for? How do I know what my local DA, my local uh, uh, representative actually cares about? And, I think we're sort of in that state going back to 
it was like the 1920s. They called it yellow journalism, where it's basically just like clickbait titles everywhere, trying to just get as many eyes as possible on them. And like, there's, I think a lot of like newsletters and some podcasts uh, and a little bit of like Instagram pages and TikToks that are coming, coming through to try and bring a uh, filtered unbiased view back into the, in, into journalism. And so right. it doesn't necessarily need to look like that traditional, I'm writing a news article. I'm uh, doing this deep dive TV broadcast kind of a thing. Like we're just sharing information and, you know, as long as you can try and see understanding the difference between a first person source, secondhand source and a third hand source is like how that information gets relayed. It's a game of telephone at that point. And so trying to get as close to the source as possible to get that information is, is so vital. And, you know, when you're reading the news, it's that it's still a second hand, but I think any local place could benefit from having more independent journalist-minded people, not necessarily need to be a full-time journalist, but people that um, want to cover some stories just for the sake of, you know, the the area, for the sake of the community. I like that. that... Agreed. That's what I'm going to say. I normally I would I would go a little deeper, but I'm sometimes it's all it's all summed up so good that all you can do is say I agree. That's really good. Uh, all right. Thank you. <laughs> um, the next segment is the naughty slash heroes corner. This is your opportunity to play something, someone. What it it doesn't have to be a thing or a person or whatever in the naughty or the heroes corner, or you can put them in both. Um, what do you have, David? <laughs> well, I'll go for the heroes corner. And because I already called her and that and made fun of the way that she puts away dishes. Uh, my wife is going to be my hero for the week. Um, and I think that she just deserves it because, you know, there's not a special anniversary or anything, but you know, I, uh, truly believe that you know, marriage is you wake up every single day and you make that choice to put that person first and how you can, how you can serve them. And so today I'm making my wife, my hero. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, cool. All right. We are going to take, this is the time where I, I love just doing a quick commercial break. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Hi, I'm Dawn Gulke, the Executive Director of Casa of the Fox Cities. Science proves that one consistent adult can change the story of a child. Could that one person be you? Become a court-appointed special advocate. Build a relationship with a child, help identify their needs, and give that child a voice in a process that can otherwise feel lonely. Contact us today. Children who have experienced abuse and neglect can't wait. Learn more about Casa of the Fox Cities at casafc.org or call Leah at 920-257-4733. Okay. And now... Nice. Yes. I love it, right? It's always nice uh, when our community yeah. wants to get a message out. I, it's it's 
I am proud that they trust us to do it, that they, they let us yeah. be a platform to share what's going on in the community and their needs. And for any Yukash listeners out there, you know, I am offering free ads. Hey, take advantage of of uh, the Kosh and Timber while he is in his learning process. So, uh, yeah, please reach out. Do not hesitate. Uh, just email us at askthekosh at gmail dot com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail dot com. But more importantly, right now it is that time of the show. So. You know, every time I play that, I love it. It is time for the topic of the week. The topic of the week is Appleton Podcast Co-op. All right. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I am super excited. And normally I would say that the the guest gets the opportunity to choose the topic of the week, but I'm not going to lie. I did not get a chance to talk to (laughs) David. That's right. So this week I picked the topic of the week. This is this is not normally how we do this, but I I think he's going to be able to vibe really well with this topic. Are you okay with that? I David? think I can talk about it. Yes, you're thrusting me into the spotlight, and I had a topic picked, but I was like, oh, I should probably talk about that for the podcast co op. And you you put the ball on the tee. We're just playing t-ball at this point. That's so right. That's what I would I'm love to about. talk about this. All right, let's jump in. So please tell us about it. Yeah, so I talked about that a little bit in my intro, but the Appleton Podcast Co-op is a local community independent podcasters. So we're really trying to help give people uh, learn how to use their voice. I think everyone's voice matters, but I think that you know how you deliver that and how you get that story out there is the biggest challenge that people have to overcome. Um, how do you you know start a podcast? How do you create an RSS feed? How do you choose what topic you're going to podcast about? So much more that comes under the sun and there's a million uh, online forums that you can, you know, hunt and find, try and find the answers for. But we're local people that meet up every single month to do usually over a beer. (laughs) Quite honestly, we just bounce around to the local breweries and uh, have a beer and talk about podcasts and uh, how you can, you know, market your podcast, how you can choose the right microphone and any question that you have related to podcasting, we've got a few people that uh, have m- made podcasts really big. You know, like uh, my friend Gary used to be a travel photographer and a blogger, and now he does a daily podcast, and that's his full time job. And then there's people like Timber, who hasn't come to a, an event yet, but we'll get him on it soon enough. But he's, you know, I'm sure you'd be so willing to share, you know, how do you start up just a daily interview show? kind of or a week weekly interview show whatever you want to do and how do you interview people like you've got a really great structure to how your podcast goes out and i feel like it really makes your guests comfortable for coming in to be able to share the information and when a listener comes into it how they you know what to expect each time that they come into it and they're like ooh, i wonder what they're going to say this week about the hidden gems those kinds of things exactly. so i applaud you for that but uh, yes so the Aspen Podcast Co-op, it's really trying to be that community space for local people to encourage them to be able to make their own podcast, to share their own experiences of 
you know, what it's like to live here in the Valley or if they want to turn it potentially into uh, more of a full-time job thing, you know, what does it actually take to get it to that point beyond just like sharing your voice for something? See, and that is exactly why I joined. <laughs> while while we are on this journey together, uh, Kosh listeners, you already know we are in a learning process together, and I've always told you that. Um, I'm trying yeah. to figure out how to grow and take it to the next level, and um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, David reached out to me, and uh, I did not know about the Appleton uh Appleton uh, co-op podcast co-op. And so I was like, Oh yeah. And we sat down and we did what you're supposed to do. We broke bread. Well, not we didn't officially eat, but the next thing to breaking bread is sharing caffeine. That's right there. That's right there. That's like, that's like the quick version of breaking bread. You know, you share caffeine. Very adjacent. Yes. Very adjacent. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he, and what he had to say, I, I, I vibed with it and I was like, yes, I, I want to be part of that. So yes, I do very much plan on coming to an event. Um, right Love now it. though, I'm just getting my butt kicked professionally. Sometimes that's just <laughs> how the world works. So I get you. And let me just ask. So if I am, if I am a podcaster or let's, let's say I am a person who. I listen to them all the time and I feel like I can do that. I can do that. What, yeah. what can you, what will the co-op offer to help someone who's starting the journey? Yes. So number one, I would say is access to a community of podcasters that are currently doing what you want to do that are local, willing to meet with you for that caffeine and answer any questions that you have and sort of guide you down that path that you want to go. Number two, we offer um, through my own personal supply of podcasts, a portable, portable, portable podcast studio that I have dubbed the porta potty. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a backpack with a, uh, it's called a pod track four. it's got a little mixer in it that you can plug four microphones into. It's got stands, for those four microphones and then you could rent it for just a deposit. And then I give you back that deposit as long as I get it back. <laughs> Otherwise I charge you for the full thing. But I, I think I've settled on like 25, 50 bucks to uh, just to make sure that I get, get it back. Otherwise it's free. It's just with the, the deposit. So that's number two. If you don't have the equipment and you're wanting to start out, although I will say asterisk on that, I think phones are getting a lot better at their microphones, specifically iPhones. I don't know about Android phones, so sorry, Android users, got to work on those. But iPhones in particular have really good microphones, and I was just listening to a podcast where there was lines of dialogue from the movie or from the show, Ted Lasso, um, that were recorded on the iPhone and then put into a streaming service, and there was multiple lines that were done that way. And the, you, it requires a little bit of editing to get down some noise. But if you, you know, don't have access to that, you can get started recording a podcast with just your phone. So take note of that. Number three, I don't think I have a third point. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I do have a third point. <laughs> I got to think ahead. Sometimes as podcasters, the words come out of our mouth faster than we can think them. 
the third point is we offer uh, cooperative hosting services. So if you don't know how a podcast gets out to the world, unlike YouTube, which was uh, what we call a centralized um, sort of platform, podcasting is decentralized. So you go and you have a host that's sort of like a website, creates all of the technical backend stuff for you. And then you go and take that URL that they give you. It's called an RSS feed. And you tell the listening platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon Music, Castos, Podcast Attic, Podcast, uh, Pocket Cast. There's so many out there. You have to you tell those ones how to find your podcast by giving them your URL. So there is a little bit of a difference. And that can be free with Anchor, but the services... Uh, uh, it's great to get started. And I know you are a big, uh, supporter of anchor there, Timber. Um, we have, a uh, service with a little bit more power to behind it in terms of the analytics that you can get the, uh, the extra tools that it provides you. Um, we have a cooperative surface there, so it can reduce that cost. It's usually $19 a month to be on that type of service. But we, with through our cooperative buying power, we can get it for $5 a month for people. So we can really help lower that cost and give you access to some higher end tools. So I think those would be the three, three proponents for why you should join the Appleton Podcast Co-op. I like it. And it's valid. Um, what else would you Thank like you. to share with people um, about the Appleton, uh, Appleton Podcast Co-op? Um I mean, those are really good points, um, but but what else? Who are it? In in I'll tell you what interests me since I haven't had an opportunity to go to one yet. Who are mm-hmm. those? Who are those other members right now? Who who is that group? And um, who are there? You know, yeah. Who are other local podcasters that that are coming together and and unifying and yeah. And, putting value out there as a group. Yeah, there's um, the people, you know, with the pandemic sort of swelling, swelling down, getting lesser and lesser over the last couple of months uh, and people it just becoming more relaxed. The uh, job pressures <laughs> and I, uh, that people are experiencing are you know pulling them away because we have a lot of people only one person my uh, that is currently doing it full time. Okay. So we're trying to you know how encourage people to do it and you know how do you make it sustainable you know as that part time thing or as a full time thing. The um, what I would say just shout out the podcasters that we have. Um, Gary Arndt he does a podcast called Everything Everywhere Daily. He, that one covers um, basically just any historical topic. He's covered like the history of barbecue to like the fall of the Roman Empire kind of a thing, and multiple ones because there's a lot of complexity that comes from that. But he does one every single day, like 365 days a year. They're like 10 minutes long. They're great little snippets if you're like a Jeopardy fan kind of a thing. Uh, but Gary has a very good podcasting voice as well. My co-founder and his friend, uh, the have a podcast called Fox City's Murder and Mayhem. They do it sort of like a true crime, but they cover only the old stuff. So they're not trying to dive into any new things that may have like potential breaks in the case or anything like that. It's like 
a murder in the Fox cities from like the 1960s. And so that's Eric Walterkins and his historian friend, Gavin Schmidt. They also do a podcast called Milwaukee mafia, which is all about, um, the the mafia's ties to Wisconsin. So not just Milwaukee, but that that's sort of where the mafia has been headquartered, but throughout all of Northeast Wisconsin, uh, and you know, Wisconsin in general. So, those are the people that have sort of been coming. There's another uh, to our the in-person groups. We've sort of had some some smaller groups the last couple of times, um, but we also have a couple of comedians in the group. There's a rich like stand-up comedy group that comes in the Fox Valley. There's a um, one is no such thing as art from my friends Ross Huff and. Tommy, I don't know his last name, just knows Tommy, but they do a podcast called No Such Thing as Art, where they talk about, interview a local artist, and artist being, you know, in the vaguest sense, like, you know, not necessarily, it could be a musician, it could be a tattoo artist, it could be anything else in between. Now, I, so that's one that, you know, the professional job has sort of taken a toll on the uh, frequency of that podcast being released, but as some of my favorite interviews, they'll, you know, try a, a local beer, uh, and try it out. Um, the other one, uh, the venture project is, you know, a, uh, definitely a partner with us. They have the, uh, Aaron Armstrong's podcast. And then, uh, Chad Smith has a podcast called the battle warrior podcast. Uh, he talks about his, uh, uh, his journey of being a, a recovering alcoholic and he's just a thousand days sober actually this past um, week. And it uh, really awesome that he, you know, shares that story and his journey into entrepreneurship. Um, let's see. What are my other ones that I uh, absolutely adore? Uh, podcast therapy from Suzanne Whitman. She just talks about, you know, the, does a similar sort of style to you, we're interviewing local people, local people beyond uh, near and far, and talks about what is their favorite podcast, what podcast they like listening to, and uh, but that's another one where she got a new job, and you know, and that's something that I'm looking at addressing in the future of like, okay, you know, the 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 pressures of your four, forty hour nine to five job are are tough, and like, how do you make that balance? between I really like podcasting, but I have a family. <laughs> I have uh, a full-time job. I mean, I'm trying to figure that out uh, out myself. Um, oh, another, I'll just say two more ones that uh, are people that have, you know, done a good job at contributing to the group. Um, just one more record. It's a bunch of two vinyl collectors uh, in the in the valley that just get together, talk about the an album that they got recently, uh, where their greatest finds are. They helped me find Eroding Winds record shop here in town. Ooh, There's yeah, one in Oshkosh. Yes, there is. That that's actually the first one, I believe. Well, at least the first yes. one in the region. Yes, it originated in Oshkosh, and it was like this niche metal band or metal music one. And they're like, well, maybe we could expand and do some more uh, unique uh, vinyls and, you know, pop hits that people like, but he started a shop in Appleton as well. It's actually downtown on like the exclusive company before, uh, which was sort of off the beaten path in Northland, which is kind of sad uh, all around with that one. Um, 
Uh, but they do a great job and you know, they're a fun podcast to listen to. They have full-time jobs and it's their side hustle. They're not doing it every single week, but whenever they have the chance to get together, they put one out and you know talk about a music review or a movie that's related to music uh, and do a review of that. Um, so that's sort of the, the gambit <laughs> of where we have people coming in. And I would love to see more just like um, life stories from people. Right. of you know more interview things of like where's your local community in the fox cities like talk to your neighbors or uh interview <laughs> like the kids in your neighborhood or something that you, you you know and are aware of and like stupid kid stories or something i don't know the, the it's a creative field that i think so many people can you know take hold of. And if we haven't seen that on YouTube and TikTok of people doing stuff that wouldn't traditionally work, but still gets tens of thousands of views for some reason. Exactly. I mean, why not put it out there? And, uh, you know, there's, I, I'm certainly uh, a, a relentless optimist and like podcasting is the best, but I'm also a realist and like, there are certain stories and there are certain, uh, ways that would be better for delivering the story that you have podcasting may not be the best one for you. I think it is, but you know, if it's a very visual thing, maybe podcasting is not the, the, the path for you to go down. Uh, an example that uh, we just had a conversation at our last meeting that we did over mile of music. Um, there was a guy that came in. He works uh, at a factory here in town, but he used to be a funeral home director in California. Oh my! God. And he has some interesting stories about a uh, one funeral home director that was apparently trying to burn down other people's funeral homes because uh. he wanted all of the business himself. And so he, you know, Gary and I. Uh, we're really asking me and diving deep into the questions of like, are you the one that should be the host for this? Or do you just want this story to be told? Like right. maybe there's other, some other journalists that you can, you know, sell the IP property to and, you know, push it along and still get that story out there. And, you know, if you want your voice to be the one there, right, here's the understanding how, you know, how much work is going to go into place to get that and, you know, being real about it, but being optimistic about it. I think, you know, that's the kind of, you almost get a consultant team <laughs> when you, when you come to the podcast co-op to help you along, along the way. And we're not afraid to sit down, have a beer with you and, and chat. We just want to see that you as a, uh, as a person are willing to a put in the work and b have sort of a growth mindset uh, that you want to continue to get better every single week, get better every single year uh, with both yourself and your podcast. And, you know, cause we're putting time and energy into it and we just want to see that you're willing to put time and energy into it too. So last question. Okay. How, how does one get connected? to the Appleton podcast co-op. What a great question, Timber. Again, you're just putting the T on the, and let me, let me take a smack at it. The best way to get connected is to go to appletonpodcast.com 
just on our homepage there, you'll be able to see a sign-up sheet. And our members list is super simple. It's just a newsletter. You just sign up, give us your email to get started, and we'll send you a, a sort of a, a email every day for the next couple of days, just sort of laying out some of those things that you know we do offer as a provided benefit for being a member. Membership's totally free. It's just that email and your time. Um, and then from there, we get invited to our Facebook community that we have uh, just to bring it to the local level to, you know, digitally connect as a community uh, and to be able to share information when we can connect in person. Um, and so that's the, that's how you find the Apton Podcast Co-op. We also have a list of all of our members on our website. If you just go to aptonpodcast.com slash podcasters, uh, we have it broken down by categories as well. So you should be able to find the podcast that works best for you uh that's local okay um i love that i love that and you know what you know what you just did you just created a really big list of things that we need to put into the podcast notes i'm just saying (laughs) we got i am the problem hey david david we got work to do that's all i'm gonna tell you because you know what we can't just talk about it we got to give it to the listener and help them find it. That's what we gonna do. I'm I glad you totally are. Totally agree. I am glad you are a fellow podcaster. I am proud to call you brethren. Amen. Amen. Happy, happy to be in the same congregation as you. So, uh, all right. So, whew, that was work. That was work. Okay, but gosh, uh, <laughs> listeners, you already know it is that time of the show where we gonna start winding down let me just say thank you thank you thank you for taking your valuable time and spending it with us here at the kosh um Mm -hmm. you already know there's a couple of things i always got to tell you if you would like to be a guest if you'd like to just say something if you whatever it is we are here to listen and you can send us a message at askthekosh at gmail.com once again that is askthekosh at gmail.com we also have that opportunity that we have a voicemail don't hesitate I want you to go ahead send us those beautiful shout outs um, messages questions because you know there is an ask the cash segment so when people send a question we going to pose it out here to, to myself and the guest, and we're going to problem solve that question. And so don't hesitate to do that. And that voicemail number is 920-385-9298. Once again, 920-385-9298. Hope to hear from you. And the last thing is, y'all know there is Kosh Gear. That Kosh gear. And let me just say, I saw somebody put out there. Somebody went to the farmer's market because I'm already told y'all before in past episodes, every episode, that this Kosh gear is the, is the farmer's market gear. There's nothing that says something more local than the Kosh, a T-shirt or a hat. I'm trying to tell y'all. You right got to represent. That's right. It's a good look. It's a good look. And someone sent me a, a nice picture of them walking around the Oshkosh Farmer's Market in Kosh gear and I couldn't be prouder. I'd like to send a shout out to Tom Cannon. Once again, Thomas Cannon, thank you for being that gentleman. We appreciate you here at the Kosh. So, 
We are jumping into my favorite segment of the show. It is shout out time. Oh my God, it is shout out time. Shout out. Yes. Woo-hoo. You know, David, I swear that you're going you're gonna to end up being a co host here in a minute. That's what you're going to end up doing. You're going to end up working yourself into another podcast. All right. Uh-oh. David, what do you got for shout outs? Oh, I was going to shout out my own podcast, but I'm currently reworking the title on it. I was What the Fox Says with weekly bite-sized weekly news that I did uh, just sort of recapping, filtering through all of that podcast on my, my tangent on independent journalism. Uh, but, you know, with the pressures of work, and everything else that I got going on with my side hustle of editing other people's podcasts, it's a lot. I realize I hate editing myself. I'm okay with editing other people. There's got to be some psychological pain in there. Um, but so stay tuned. The best way to connect with me is uh, either on Twitter, Discord, or TikTok. You can follow me at Kelso Kelso, K-A-L-S-O-W-K-A-L-S-O-W on all of those. You can find me on Facebook too, but I don't use it as much because the big old uh, tech giant, you know. Um, love to, if you'd come and join us at the Appleton Podcast Co-op, appletonpodcast.com, then you can find us on Facebook uh, as well for that. And to and in the trend of not thinking about myself, I uh, love what the Venture Project is doing. They've got an entrepreneurial uh, accelerator. They're called they're specifically for veterans, though. It's the Vetrepreneur Project. It's going to be a seven-week small business accelerator, and you can earn a $5,000 grant towards your small business if you are a veteran. So I just know that I saw that in their newsletter this past weekend, so I thought it would be a good thing to shout out. Okay. Like it. All right. My shout-outs this week is um, I'd like to send a shout-out to my fellow fraternity brothers of the uh, Sigma Upsilon Lambda chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. I just came back from a weekend of a, our, our fraternity was officially, we got off probation. We are officially chartered in the, uh, in both Winnebago and Brown County. Um, spent a lot of time with my brothers. Love those brothers. I appreciate y'all so much in the growth um, and the mentorship that you offer. Um I want to send a shout out to Appleton because Appleton, we're having the dedication ceremony tomorrow for the Ronald C. Dunlap Elementary School. And why is that important? Because Ronald C. Dunlap was an African-American principal and he worked hard in that Appleton community. And eventually he has since passed. And he has now been rewarded with this school being named after him. And there's something to be said for that. Because to have something named after you says so much about your legacy and the things that you gave to the community. And he totally did. Um, And I'm just going to happen to mention that he also is one of the fraternity brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. So he gets love. I'd love to send a shout out. A double shout out for that. Oh, yeah. He gets a double shout out. Definitely. Um, Let's send a shout out to uh, Nao out there making these murals with our youth in Appleton. Look. Nail, we need you in the cash. Come do some of these murals. They just unveiled two murals um, out there by the Grand Meridian. And I went out there and I actually helped paint 
Actually, I went there multiple days to spend time with the children. The first day, the children's was having a water balloon fight because it was smoking hot outside, and and <laughs> Timber was in work clothes, so we we had to duck and dodge a couple of water a uh, couple of water balloons. <laughs> and let me just tell you, I don't move like I used to, but if I'm finna get wet, I move pretty doggone good. That's a fact, Jack. And so I just want to send a shout out to Nao for the work you're doing with these children. I love to send a shout out to the Appling School District for being able to partner with this muralist. Um, and then send a shout out to our youth for really being out here and making making the community a brighter place, literally. Literally. And I can't wait to see what the future holds because there is more art that's going to happen. So, and mm-hmm. just so we are clear, that challenge is being put out there to the Kosh now. I would like to see the Kosh do something like this. I would like to see the Kosh challenge our youth and, and empower our youth to come and beautify our, our amazing city. I cannot stress that enough. And if you don't know how that gets done, let me tell you something. I know somebody. His name is Nao. He is willing to come here to the Oshkosh uh, area to make that happen. So that is fantastic. All right. Um, And that's it for my shout outs. I'm done. Final shout out. Yeah. That's a good list, though. It was a good list. All right. So we are at the end of the show, and there is one thing that wraps it up. So let me give you your options. All right. There, there's, okay. there's three options left. One, you can give us some parting words of wisdom. Two, okay. you can tell us what would your self today tell your 12 year old self then three all of the above you can do both how are we how are we winding this up david we're going to wind it up with three simple words that have sort of been my through line from start to finish so far your voice matters (laughs) it's that simple i love it that's simple. It's that simple. You know what? Thank you for being a guest. How'd you feel about the experience? Oh, it was awesome. You made it easy as can be. And I am looking forward to what the Kosh has in the store for the future. The Kosh. <laughs>